Welcome to the And Just Like That Sex in the City Fans podcast. I created this podcast for Sex in the City fans and just like you who love Carrie Bradshaw and are super excited to binge out on this new HBO Max series And Just Like That. Let's watch the new chapter of Sex in the City and Just Like That and talk about fashion, love, relationships, and life in New York City. Hi, I'm Dimple Dang. I am your host. I'm a marketing expert, a podcast coach, and a podcaster. And let's get this party started. So today we're going to talk about episode three. And I have to say, episode three was a lot to unpack. A lot went down in episode three. Also, a lot's going on on the internet right now about Mr. Big, aka Chris Noth. And there have been some sexual allegations that have come forward. So we're going to talk about that at the end. For those of you who don't know what's going on, you can catch up on that. So in the very beginning, episode three, when it opened up, Carrie was talking to Miranda. And Carrie was talking about that this was like the happiest time of her life when she was with Mr. Big. And and so Miranda's like, well, doesn't that make things harder? And Carrie's like, no. It actually makes things easier and it's like a happy sad. And it was interesting because they were so happy, but it's not really what people would have expected for them because there was always drama before. And then Mr. Big was gone just like that. Episode three starts off with Charlotte and Stanford at a restaurant where they're supposed to meet up with Carrie and Miranda and Charlotte is quite surprised to see Stanford because she didn't know that he was invited and he was going to be there. So she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I am here to meet the girls. She's like, well, we only have a three top. And he's like, well, a three top is the same as a four top. And then Charlotte and Stanford are having this conversation. So Stanford puts it out there and he's like, listen, Charlotte, you think I'm not part of the inner circle. And he's like, my therapist thinks that you're threatened by my relationship with Carrie. So Charlotte is like, uh, WTF, like, what did you just say? Your therapist? So Charlotte is a little disturbed that her name is coming up at Stanford's therapy sessions. But Charlotte, I mean, at least he's thinking about you. But his part about Charlotte being threatened by his relationship with Carrie, I would say that there's some validity there. I think she is a little threatened in the sense where she wants Carrie all to herself. And if she's not included in everything, she does feel like she is left out. And I know that she doesn't like that feeling. And Stanford, you know, he's been a really good friend as well throughout the years to Carrie. So Carrie actually likes spending more time with Stanford sometimes than Charlotte, especially lately, because Charlotte, all she does is cry and she's very emotional. And Stanford is just kind of like, hey, let's have a martini. Let's talk about your outfit. And it's a light conversation, which is exactly what Carrie needs at the time. So you can't blame the girl. But Charlotte, I don't know what to tell you, girl. All right, so then they get seated and they're sitting at this table and this part is really funny because the three top was really not a four top. It looks like they had to get an extra chair for Stanford and Stanford gets stuck sitting at the end right next to the door to the kitchen. So every time the door opens, he gets hit by the door and, you know, it happens once or twice. He's like, okay, no big deal. But then it keeps happening. And even after 
They told the server like, hey, can you be more careful? It actually happened even more. So I thought that was really funny because that's like, well, Stanford, you know, in New York, a three top is not necessarily a four top. There you go. And then what's interesting is so Miranda's sitting there and she's not really concerned about everything else. She's just like, where's my drink? So knowing Miranda lately, she's on this drinking binge where she just has to drink wherever she goes and she has to drink 9 a.m. in the morning. Doesn't matter. So that was interesting. Okay, let's go to the next scene where Carrie is meeting up with her lawyer and Miranda's also there, and so is Gloria, who was Mr. Biggs' personal assistant. And they're reading through the document and the will, and the lawyer keeps getting interrupted by his wife. The wife's trying to call. They had a fight the other day, so he didn't take her call. So the next thing you know, the Apple Watch is ringing. Modern technology, you guys. And he's like, well, I better take this, because I think he knows that if he did not take that call, what would happen is that the wife would show up at his office and that would not be a fun moment for anyone. So he figured, okay, I better talk to her now because it's going to escalate from here. So the lawyer walks away and Gloria is looking at the will and she's about to read it out loud. And she just like pauses and she stops. And then basically Miranda's like, what's wrong? And so she passes it to Miranda to read and Miranda starts to read it and then she is also shocked about what it says. And basically, Mr. Big left a million dollars to Natasha, his ex-wife. And that was a big bomb. So it was not left to a charity. It was left to Natasha. And maybe Natasha was a charity case. So that's why he left the money, which we'll talk about later on in this episode. But that was just a shocking moment because Carrie was just like, oh my God, like, why would he do that? And why did I not know anything about this? Like, what is going on, right? So I think the biggest thing here to really note is that Carrie realizes I didn't really know Mr. Big at all. Like I didn't know my husband. And now if he was hiding this from me, what else was he hiding from me? Right? Like, was he cheating on me with Natasha? Is that why he left her all this money? Was he actually secretively in love with her? I mean, all of these things are going through her mind. And quite frankly, you can't blame Carrie for thinking this way because, I mean, sure, if this happened to you, you would be shocked too. Like, what the fuck is happening here? So so when Carrie's in her apartment nowadays, she can't sleep in here anymore. She thinks it's haunted. So when Carrie gets back from this meeting where she discovers that the $1 million was left to Natasha, she's super restless and she starts going through Mr. Big's items. She actually tries to hack into his computer and she tried a couple of passwords, but that didn't work. So she goes to the closet and she starts looking through his sport jackets and looking through the pockets and looking through his wallet. And it's funny. So she finds his phone number and she's like, oh, well, let me just see whose number this is. Like what girl's going to answer the phone? And she calls the number. And what's hilarious is that that is actually her home phone number and her own phone rings. And she's like, hello, hello. And that's funny. Well, I mean, granted, like nobody really knows their home number anymore uh, because no one really has a home phone for the most part. And if they do, they don't really give out the home number. It's usually the cell phone number that they're giving out. But that was hilarious. 
so then she keeps going through Mr. Big stuff because she's like, I'm determined to find something and to get to the bottom of everything. So she finds his wallet. She's going through the wallet and then she pulls out a photo. And at first we're like, uh oh, who's in this photo? And then the photo is of a dog named Goji. And Carrie's like shocked because she's like, well, Mr. Big never told me that he had a dog named Goji. And why would he hide that from me? Why would he hide that, you know, he had a dog? Well, you know, we all know, Carrie, that Mr. Big has always been a big mystery. He's always been commitment phobic. And Mr. Big will be Mr. Big. And then what else does she find? She finds a Pinkberry punch card. And she's like, well, Pinkberry? I've never even seen him like ever go to Pinkberry or have a Pinkberry. And I've never seen him use punch cards. So she's really baffled at this point. She's like, well, if all of these things I don't know about him, what else do I not know about him? Right? What else do I not know about Mr. Big? So then Carrie is determined to hunt down Natasha. And she is determined to have a face-to-face conversation with her. So she starts off by emailing Natasha and she realizes that the email bounced back because Natasha no longer works where she used to and she changed jobs. So Carrie, you know, is stalking Natasha online wherever she can. She's on her Instagram. She's everywhere. Okay, since she didn't, since I couldn't email her, let me just DM her on Instagram. So Carrie DMs her on Instagram and... Natasha blocks her. So she's like, oh my God, Natasha just blocked me from Instagram. And that actually makes Natasha look a little bit more suspect because Carrie's like, well, why is she avoiding me? What does she have to hide? She must have something to hide. And Carrie's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this because if the last thing I do, I'm going to find out if Mr. Big was having an affair with Natasha. Why did he leave her a million dollars? big mystery, right? Did they have a secret child together? Like who knows at this point, right? Okay. So then Carrie's like, well, all right, I know where she works. I'm just going to go to her office. And so what she does is she gets together with the girls and they're like hiding out. (laughs) They're doing a hideout stakeout in the car and they see Natasha go into this building. So they're like, okay, this is the building. Natasha's going to her office. And Carrie's like, all right, I'm going to go and I'm going to go talk to her. I'm going to go to her office. So Charlotte and Miranda go over to the Starbucks around the corner. So Carrie goes to the office and she's just waiting and she's waiting and waiting and waiting. And then Natasha's assistant comes out and you're not going to believe what she says. So she's like, oh, Natasha's not here. Natasha's in Rome. And just like that, Natasha's back, but she's in Rome. So Carrie's like, oh, in Rome. Like, yeah, are you kidding me? Carrie is so furious at this point and she stomps out of there and you can just see the look on her face where she is just livid and she storms into the Starbucks and let's rewind a little bit. So while Carrie is going through this whole Rome fiasco, you've got Charlotte and Miranda sitting there and Miranda goes up to Starbucks to go order something else. And Charlotte's like, oh, do you have a charger for my phone? And Miranda's like, yeah, it's in my bag. So while Miranda's in line, Charlotte starts going through her her book bag 
and she finds like these empty Tito's bottles. So she's like, what? Like, why does Miranda have three empty Tito's bottles in her bag? So then she quickly zips that compartment up and she finds a charger in the other compartment. And when Miranda comes back, Charlotte starts questioning Miranda. So she starts asking her questions about Steve to figure out like, is everything okay? And how's Steve doing? And you know, they talk about it because I think Charlotte at this point is really concerned and she's being a little nosy and she's like, well, what is wrong with my friend? Why is she drinking Tito's bottles during the day and carrying them around with her? So they talk about Steve and Miranda's like, well, I haven't had sex with Steve for years. I have not had sex with him for years. And she talks about the fact where are they like even a couple anymore? Or are they just like roommates that sit around and eat ice cream and talk about chia seeds. So by the way, the ice cream and the chia seeds, we got to talk about this for a minute. So Miranda likes to sit around and eat ice cream. And then she tries to put chia seeds all on top of the ice cream to try to act like she's actually eating something healthy. Like, come on, Miranda, like we know you're eating ice cream. It's got a ton of fat and it's not really healthy, but yet you are trying to make it okay by putting chia seeds on it. Good for you, girlfriend. You are so healthy. <laughs> okay, so then let's talk about when the girls all leave Starbucks and they're walking down the street. Carrie is furious and she's pointing to the third floor and she's pointing to Natasha's office. And what's interesting is Natasha's actually standing in the window on her phone and Natasha sees Carrie and the girls and Carrie sees Natasha and she just wants to hide and crawl into a hole. And the other girls are like, well, I mean, she's the one who's lying. And Carrie's like, well, I'm the one who's been caught in the truth. So, you know, it was just an awkward moment. And the girls literally just ran out of there. And that was that. But the next day, Carrie goes on her walks because Carrie's been walking a lot ever since this happened because it's the only thing that helps her. And she just likes to get around and walk around the city. So Miranda and Carrie are sitting on the steps of the university. And Carrie is talking about, you know, Mr. Big. And she talks about how she almost forgot how she used to feel years ago. And what she meant by that is when she was dating Mr. Big back in the day, I mean, he would always end up breaking her heart. He would always end up being noncommittal cheating on her, doing all these different things. And there was always that anxiety of, you know, Mr. Big and him not really fully being present for her. Now there she was, you know, sitting there, by the way, in the most gorgeous gold platform heels. Those shoes were pretty amazing. So that's what I love about Carrie is her heels and her shoes are amazing. So you know, they're having this conversation and it's like she's taken back to that place again. And even though she was happy, like now she's like, well, I don't even know what to think because she's like, well, whatever I thought may not even be the case. So as Carrie's walking around in the city, she's like, well, I need to use the restroom. I see this coffee shop. Let me go in and use the restroom. Well, I probably should order a coffee too, because it's not appropriate just to be like, oh, can I go use the restroom? So she orders a coffee. She's got the coffee in her hand. She's going to the restroom. And it's like one of these stalls where it's like one person at a time. And she opens the door and OMG, it's Natasha. 
sitting and peeing. And so she gets so shocked that, you know, she slams the door shut and the coffee spills all over her hand. And this is hot coffee, so it's not like cold coffee. It like burnt her hand. And here's the question. Natasha, why didn't you lock the door? Because if you didn't lock the door, it is a little bit of your fault that someone walked in on you. And Carrie, why didn't you look at the sign to see if it said vacant or occupied? But actually, Carrie, no, no, I don't blame you. You just lost your husband and you think that he's having an affair with his ex. You get a free card. But Natasha, lock the door next time, dear. All right. So then Carrie's sitting there. Natasha looks like she's going to walk by and not say anything. And Carrie tries to get her to talk. And the look on Natasha's face, Natasha's so upset and she just feels violated. She feels like Carrie is stalking her. And she's like, really? Like, did you have to like stalk me here too? And the truth is, Carrie wasn't stalking her this time around. It was just a coincidence. But because I guess Carrie manifested meeting and bumping into Natasha, it just happened coincidentally this way. So Natasha is standing, they're, they're having a dialogue and Natasha's pretty upset. So then she finally decides to sit down and, you know, when she sits down, she actually does show some concern for Carrie's hand and she helps her ice her hand, which I thought, you know, I thought that was like really sweet of her. I didn't think she had to do that. And then they have a conversation. So they talk about the whole million dollars that was left in the will to Natasha and Natasha says, well, I don't want to keep the money. I'm going to give it to charity. And she's like, well, I don't even know why he left it to me. So what's interesting is Natasha doesn't even know. Carrie doesn't know. And now they're both like, well, why did he do this? So the good thing here is, I guess, Mr. Big was not cheating on Carrie with Natasha. Or even if he was, like, Natasha's not disclosing it. But I think I think it's true. They're not. They weren't cheating. And then Natasha says, well, I don't even know why John married me if he was always in love with you. And that's a good point. Why did he? But you know what? Mr. Big will be Mr. Big. And Natasha, I think that he married you because you were the safe choice at that time. You were the safe choice because he was madly in love with Carrie. And I think at some point he thought that maybe he wasn't good enough. He thought that he couldn't make her happy. He thought that he would mess up. He thought that he would cheat on her. He thought that he would go back to his old ways. And I think that he loved her so much that he didn't want to hurt her. So Natasha, you were the safe choice at the time. And sometimes men, they do stupid things like that. And we girls, we know they do. So Carrie and Natasha talk a little bit more and they just kind of come to a resolution where it's like, okay, like now we know what happened or didn't happen and let's just kind of, you know, move past this. And Natasha says, well, okay, but maybe we shouldn't follow each other on Instagram. So they're not going to be best friends, you guys. Maybe not yet. We'll have to see a few episodes out if they become friends. I still don't think they're going to be friends though. I mean, Natasha wears flats and Carrie wears like the most amazing heels. So I don't know if they're going to be friends. We'll have to see about that one. All right, so then the last part of um, episode three is about the girls when they're going to go to Che's comedy show. So after the comedy show, Miranda decides to stay behind and she's like, I'll get my own Uber. But the reason that she really wanted to stay behind 
is that she wanted to go find Che and she wanted to say that in your comedy show and she went, she found her and she was babbling on. And by the way, Branda, I think you looked good in that burgundy jumpsuit. You know, I think, I think you're working the jumpsuit. So good on you. And then, so she finds, you know, Che and she's, oh my God, I was so inspired by what you shared. Miranda's like just babbling on, babbling on, and Che's having a cocktail and smoking her weed. And so she tells Miranda, Miranda, you know, you, you, you need to calm down a bit and, and chill out. Maybe you can use some weed. And she's like, oh, no, no, I, I don't do that. And she's like, well, okay, do you want me to shotgun you? And so Miranda's like, um, okay. So Che smokes the weed into her mouth. And at that moment, I can just tell that Miranda is so attracted to Shay, and she doesn't know what to do about it. She's just like, oh my God, I didn't know, but I might be a lesbian. So interesting moment there. And I think that there's going to be some more interactions between them in the upcoming episodes, and we'll have to see what happens there. But it is an interesting dynamic because they are polar opposites. And I think that Miranda is always so like stressed out and so like, you know, Rambo mode. And then Shay is so chill. I think it might be a little bit of a nice balance for them to hang out together so that Miranda can chill out a little bit. All right. So you guys, that was a wrap for episode three. But I also do want to throw in a little bit of bonus content about what is going on in real life. And, you know, you guys have probably heard by now that Chris Noth, who played Mr. Big on Sex and the City and and just like that, he has been accused of sexual assault allegations. And by the time I'm recording this now, you know, we've had a third woman come forth. So I just wanted to share with you what the response was of, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker and Cynthia Nixon and Kristen Davis. And, you know, they stated that we are deeply saddened to hear the allegations against Chris Noth. We support the women who have come forward and shared their painful experiences. We know it must be a very difficult thing to do, and we commend them for it. So I think that the statement that they made, I think that's a good statement because they, they're not taking sides and they are just, you know, supporting the woman that if these were real allegations, like that they're there to support. It's also interesting to know that Chris Noth was also asked for statements. And then his response about the third woman's allegation was that this is what he said, you guys. He said, the story is a complete fabrication and the alleged accounts detailed throughout read like a piece of bad fiction. And then the other thing that Chris Noth shared in a statement was this. He said, the accusations against me made by individuals I met years, even decades ago, are categorically false. These stories could have been from 30 years ago or 30 days ago. No always means no. That is a line I did not cross. It's difficult not to question the timing of these stories coming out. I don't know for certain why they're surfacing now, but I do know this. I did not assault these women. 
So you guys, I don't know what happened or didn't happen, but that's up to the judge to decide. But it's it's really having a very catastrophic effect on his career. Like he has an alcohol brand and that that deal is like now dead because of, you know, all of these allegations coming out. So whether they're true or not, it's definitely going to have ramifications on his career. I, I hope he didn't do this, but if he did, it may not only be just allegation number three, there could be an allegation number four or five, who knows? I don't know. Time will tell. I don't make judgments on these things. I leave it up to the judge and the jury and the lawyers. I'm just bringing you guys the news. All right, you guys, we will see you on episode four. And if you guys have not had a chance to check out all the other episodes, make sure you download them and go binge out on those. Share this with a friend. And if you do celebrate Christmas, I want to wish you guys a very Merry Christmas and happy holiday weekend. Thank you for listening to the And Just Like That Fans podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. I would be truly grateful and promise to release more content for you guys. And if you have a friend that loves Carrie Bradshaw and the new series And Just Like That, make sure you share my podcast with them and subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you're the first to know about new episodes and if Carrie Bradshaw has inspired you to launch your own podcast, make sure you check out the show notes to learn more about my Launch Your Podcast Masterclass and join my private Facebook community and follow us on all of our social media handles. The details are going to be in the show notes and you can go directly to the podcast website, www.andjustlikethatbandspodcast.com to listen to all the episodes. I will see you guys next time.